Hello, sacred sacred beings. beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Tanalina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. Sacred being, welcome to the Sacred Sister Podcast. This is another episode from me, Hanalina, and this is part two of what happens after we die. And I really wanted to add this part two because in this part, we're going to dive deeper into how does it feel to cross over and what are the potential pathways that we can move through after we're crossing over according to my own experiences and the experiences of my clients, our past lives, and also the knowledge I have gathered from, like I said in part one, Michael Newton, Brian Wise, and other amazing pioneers in this field. And it's interesting because it's not like I had to gather any new knowledge from them because everything that I've experienced and that my clients have experienced is actually similar to what is in those books. (laughs) So that's just another piece of proof that it adds to me that it's not just like my personal opinion that I'm giving here but it's a lived experience of mine and of many other people. So I feel comfortable in sharing this with y'all. <sighs> well, before we start, I want to tell you a story. Well, I guess not before we start, because we're going to dive right into it, actually. Because what I realized is that in part one, I didn't even tell you the story of one of the biggest moments of my life to be honest it was like the main story of my life that shifted everything from believing that we are souls incarnated into this human body to knowing fucking knowing that we are souls incarnated into this human body playing this game of life and being multidimensional beings at that so let me tell you what happened (laughs) It was actually my seventh year, which is nine years ago. And when I talk about my seventh year, I am talking about numerology. So in numerology, you can figure out what your personal year number is. And depending on uh, the symbolism of each number, that's kind of the energy of the year that you find yourself in. If you don't know about that, look it up right now. Highly recommend. (laughs) I write about it in the Moon Magic Planner and Journal as well. And 
we also actually have a numerology episode here on Sacred Sister Podcast in season one. So anyway, I was in my year seven, which is the year of truth. And really, usually what happens in a seven year is that you think it's going to go one way and everything turns around and it's going to go a completely different direction. <laughs> and the best way is if you just kind of go with it and trust the process, if you're trying to hold onto or grasp to the concept that you have in your mind of how it should look like, it's a difficult year. But if you allow yourself to be guided by spirit and just surrender to wherever the signs are taking you, personally, year seven can be absolutely magical. So I started the year seven thinking that I am going to be focusing on acting and modeling. This is my past life, so to speak. This is also where I met my husband in Los Angeles. And we just recently moved to Las Vegas at that point because his mom was diagnosed with cancer. And I talked about how she crossed over in part one. So this was before that happened. We recently got married and we ended up living in the back house of his mom's house. And that was our first acute house that we had together. So it was really exciting in that way. And I thought that I'm still going to continue doing acting and modeling. And then life kind of shifted and things didn't work out the way I wanted them. I actually met someone at a modeling job and her name is Chelsea. So shout out to Chelsea. She was such a pivotal figure in my life because she was my very first spiritual friend that I was able to talk astrology and crystals and tarot with and do moon ceremonies together. And she really embodied her spirituality so beautifully that it inspired me to dive deeper into my own truth and embody mine on a deeper level. She was doing tarot gigs here in Las Vegas, and she taught classes on psychic abilities. And she really gave me the confidence to start diving into all of that as well on a deeper level. I did tarot before kind of on the side, but I never thought that I would do it um, you know, as a gig and like professionally and the same for astrology. And so she was a big piece of my life that really guided me into this path. Seeing her living it like that confidently helped me embody it more for myself as well. And then uh, my mother-in-law, Sharon, gave me this book from Alex Dead from the 70s about astrology. I've been mentioning this book a bunch of times in this podcast because that was another big piece for me, reading in the foreword, really feeling like she's talking to me, bringing astrology back into modern world. So I started diving into astrology like crazy, into yoga. I've done yoga before, but never like intensively in like I did then and also meditation and breath work and working with my chakras. And so one of the pieces that I got really obsessed with was I wanted to have an out-of-body experience. And so I learned all about it, what to do, 
and I practiced. So I spend a lot of time in meditation and really learning how to unlock my chakras and how to stay conscious while my body falls asleep. And that's really the key of an out-of-body experience. And so one day, and that was at the end of the seven year, it was like, you know, after a whole year of me practicing intensively, <laughs> I there was this one day where I laid in meditation. My cat was there with me on the bed, sleeping, seemingly. <laughs> and... I went through my practice, really, really deeply relaxed my body, opened up my chakras, and I went into the vibration state, which is like the state right before the out-of-body experience, which a lot of people call sleep paralysis, which I don't like that name because it's kind of scary, and a lot of people are actually scared of it. But that's actually the point right before you're able to move your consciousness into your astral body and then move your astral body away from your physical body. And that's where you can, you know, move through different dimensions and do remote viewing and, you know, really walk through life as a spirit. <laughs> it's freaking amazing. So anyway... But I mean, I'm not too surprised, actually, that that state right before that is being uh, seen as something so scary and taboo because it's, it makes people not want to experience it and it makes people scared of it. And as soon as you're scared of it, you're not able to move through it because it has to come from a place of love in order for you to move out of your body, quote unquote. You're not actually moving out of your body. You're moving your consciousness away from your physical body into your astral body. And that's just one of the ways to limit ourselves into this 3D realm. That's just one of the many, many ways that society, that current society has been limiting us into this matrix. And we are here to really break free from this matrix. And one piece of that is embracing sleep paralysis and renaming it into the vibrational state right before your out-of-body experience. That's actually where you want to get to. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. So I was in that vibrational state, and then I heard... Just this most beautiful, angelic voice... And in my mind, I thought, is my phone on? Like, is a radio playing? Like, where's that coming from? And in that moment, I felt like a switch and I sat up. I was able to sit up and I look behind me and my body was still laying on the bed. So it was like this voice was calling me forward. So I was sitting in my astral body in bed and my physical body was laying in bed meditating. And now I was just like, oh my gosh, I was so excited. And I focused on breath because if you get too excited or scared, you're immediately back in the, in the physical body. So I focused on my breath. 
just deep breaths and I slowly moved my astral body and it felt sticky. I felt the stickiness, like I almost like I had to detach my astral body from my physical body and it was like sticky like glue. And so through the breath, I was able to like unstack myself, like really get that stickiness off, slowly moving out of the bed and I made it. Look back on the bed. Yes, I see myself laying there on the bed. It was super amazing and weird at the same time and then uh, I felt this it was just such an amazing feeling of love and a feeling of being at home it didn't even feel like like it didn't feel scary at all it didn't feel like oh that's so weird like it was kind of cool to see my body. Obviously, it was something I've never seen before in this lifetime. But at the same time, it also felt so comfortable. And I felt so at home, like more at home that I have ever felt in this physical realm on earth. Ever. But it was this feeling of unconditional love. And then I started walking. And I actually saw my cat walking around in her astral body. And her physical body was still sleeping on the bed, but actually not really sleeping because she was astral traveling. So who knew? <laughs> That's why cats love to sleep so much because they are astral traveling. So I stand there on the top of the stairs and I was going to go downstairs. And then I was thinking, you know, I don't have to walk because this is another piece that was really interesting. The air felt like water. It kind of felt like I was underwater, but not as thick like water. It was like a middle piece between water and air. But I also could feel that I can tune into gravity if I wanted to. I can stand on the ground. But if I don't want to, I can also fly. And so I flew. <laughs> I jumped and I flew down the stairs, landed on the downstairs. And there was a mirror. And I was so intrigued to look into that mirror. And I did. And all I could see, like it, it was the most fascinating thing ever because I couldn't see my body. I looked into the mirror and I couldn't see my body because my physical body was laying in bed upstairs. And so all I could see was like, it looked like hot air. Just this like air, like moving. This like water, watery air moving around. It was so cool. <laughs> And then I went to the door and mind me, this was 
my very first time doing this. So I didn't realize that I can obviously walk through walls because I don't have a physical body and I am not bound to this matrix. But my mind was still thinking that I was. So I was trying to open the door. (laughs) And it's interesting because there is a way as a spirit to open physical like to move physical objects it takes energy and i was talking about that in part one it does take energy but it is possible so i was able to move the doorknob i would have loved to have that on camera you probably would just like see the doorknob suddenly moving you're like what is going on (laughs) there's nobody at the door no body at the door no physical body, but a spirit was there. It was me. <laughs> so I tried to open that door and it was locked. And it got me scared. And I didn't realize that Alex, before he left to work, before I started going into meditation, he left to work and he, he uh, locked the door. And I didn't know that. And so I got scared. And the moment I got scared, I could feel this cord in the back of my neck and it pulled me back like a bungee jumping. And we were living in the casitas. So it was like an open open floor. So the upstairs was like you can look up and you could see the upstairs. Does that make sense? So I was at the door, at the front door, getting scared. This bungee jumping rope on my neck pulls me back all the way up, 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 and then back into my body in the bed. And I would get up back inside my body. And I was just like, Oh my God. (laughs) And I started bawling my eyes out. It was the most magical, transforming experience I've ever had in my life. And it was so amazing because I practiced that and I very consciously moved through it. And I went through it almost like I was a researcher, like really trying out different things. And I also like to call myself an astral researcher because that's what I do. That's how I approach these things because I really want to learn about everything that goes on beyond the veil. And so I, it was so fascinating because then I remembered reading about this cord that is an energetic cord that is located in the back of our neck And that is the cord that is connecting us to our physical body. And that cord, as long as we are alive in this physical body, as long as we're incarnated, that cord is there. But as soon as we die, that cord is cut. And it's like a similar cord to the umbilical cord that is cut or burned when we are born. And it literally disconnects us from the mother, from the womb, from source, you know, coming back as our own individual being in this human body. This is the portal of birth. And then the portal of death is, again, we're cutting a cord 
and this time the cord between our physical body and the astral body. And then we're free. We're back home. We're back in that place. And since then, I've had several out-of-body experiences and many astral travels that I consciously go on on a regular basis. And sometimes astral travel and out-of-body experience are being uh, used kind of um, interchangeable. And for me, there is a little bit of a difference because out-of-body experience is like an astral travel within this 3D realm. Like an astral travel... I can literally go into the past, future, different timelines, parallel timelines, you know, future, um, other planets into other animal bodies, like literally anywhere. <laughs> and the outer body experience is exclusively in this 3D realm as the spirit of this lifetime. And so... That's kind of the difference. And I mean, after that experience, everything changed for me. <laughs> and literally, I was like, all right, acting, modeling, you know what? <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, but I have a bigger mission in my life. This is it. This is it. And I need to talk about this. I need to share this. I need to learn more about it. And that was the moment where I dove fully into it. And that was nine years ago. And now I'm at this point where I really own that and expand more and more in that realm and really help my clients experience those um, astral travels and multidimensional experiences and honing our psychic powers because we all have them and we can practice and we can get really, really good at them and awaken our multidimensional self and remember who we truly are. Because then coming back into this human body, life feels so much more precious because it's not as scary. It's not as scary to think that we're going to be dying or whenever people are dying. Like I know where they're going and it's okay and I know that I can still commune with them. And I'm not saying that I'm not grieving them, but also it is not as big of a fear of death than it is or than it was at the time, that one year of my life where I was living as an atheist. That was intense. <laughs> so here we are. Now, I was sharing a little bit about you what happens when we cross over. So we are in this space of that kind of water slash air like experience it's like a it's like a feeling of coming home and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way though because that's because I was astral traveling within a peaceful environment that's what I felt if you or someone that you love crossed over in a uh, warlike environment, they don't necessarily feel that peace and home right away. There might be in their subconscious more darkness that needs to get worked through. And even 
not even just if it's just a physical environment that was at war, but even, you know, if they've been going into war within themselves, if they were at war within themselves, like emotionally, like stressed or depressed or going through a really hard time or having done really bad shit, then we find ourselves in more of like a dark place where we are being called to really reflect onto our life and find forgiveness for ourselves and others. But it is that integration phase that is needed at first before we're able to move on to wherever we choose to move on. So that's one option that we find ourselves in that kind of in-between integration phase. And then the other option is that we choose to actually stay around earth kind of what I did with the auto body experience and kind of choose to stay there as a spirit maybe still trying to figure out some stuff maybe there's some mission that we still need to continue on maybe we have to figure out who killed us you know <laughs> for example you know like in uh, what is the movie ghost um or we yeah i mean maybe it, sometimes we can be so attached to this physical realm that we don't want to leave and that's where we find hauntings we're actually going to have a paranormal investigator on here on sacred sister podcast susan noel slaughter i'm really excited to uh, for that conversation so that's another piece. And then another option is that we are immediately incarnating, like basically we're dying. And then it seems almost like when you're sleeping and you don't dream at all. And then you wake up and you're back in the womb of another lifetime in another body. So... That kind of depends on how conscious you are in your subconscious. That's what I was talking about in part one. The more that we are practicing becoming aware and staying conscious and becoming aware of our dreams and the spirit realm and owning our psychic abilities, the more we're going to be remembering the life between lives. The less we are awake in those dimensions, it's going to be like we're going to sleep and then we wake up in another lifetime. Now, the other option of that is that we cross over and we have that feeling of love and home. And actually, all of my clients, whenever I had them channel their loved one who has crossed over or even going through their past life and crossing over, all of them felt that way. So the other options are it seems more rare, and that's also what Michael Newton found out with his research, that the, the most common option is that you either incarnate right away or you feel that feeling of peace and love and, and unconditional uh, acceptance and that homecoming. And then you might get picked up by loved ones who have crossed over or by your spirit guides. And then there is usually some sort of tunnel that we're moving through. And this is something that I've experienced personally from taking myself between 
um, from a past life crossing over and then to my next life and also for my clients. And then after the tunnel, there's usually some sort of like energetic shower that we're moving through, something really refreshing that kind of takes away all the pain and all the stuff from the physical realm that we've been through, through that lifetime that we just had and really just allow, yeah, like a shower, it feels like really just gets really clean and pure back to source and then we're really welcomed by everyone else, all our loved ones who have crossed over before us. And we're being applauded and celebrated for our lifetime. And then we can take a moment to go into the Akashic Records to look through our book of life and kind of look through the big moments and the little moments and the lessons that we've learned and the people that we've helped out and you know, all the energy that we spread in this lifetime. And we kind of assess that lifetime with our spirit guide and see what we really are proud of, what we want to continue doing, some other pieces that we might want to change in our next lifetime. And it's kind of like, it feels very much like a game that we're playing and we're all these, you know, just like, oh, let me just assess my game. And we're just watching the replay of the game that we just played. And we're seeing, oh, okay, so I can do that better next time. Oh, that was really great. And that was a lot of fun. And that really helped out a lot of people. Or, you know, that was a big lesson that I've learned here. That was really worth it going through that challenge. And yeah, so that's kind of the energy there. And then we also have to possibility and opportunity to connect with our loved ones who are still incarnated and there are different ways of doing that i touched a little bit more about that in part one you know through light through um, usually flying animals like birds feathers insects like butterflies or even beetles there's a really cute story of brit's dad for those of you who have been listening to Sacred Sister Podcast, you probably know that my co-host Britt has lost both of her parents recently. Both of them crossed over. And when she had the celebration of life of her dad, I went to New Mexico uh, with my daughter to be there. And Britt was singing a song that she created. Ugh. My gosh, I can't wait for her to publish it. It's so, so beautiful. And while she was singing that song for her dad, this big beetle was flying around her and like, like really loud. And her dad loved Harley Davidson and motorcycle. And he, he was a strong man. And it just made so much sense that he would come as a beetle instead of like a pretty butterfly. You know, he came as this like big, strong beetle, <laughs> beautiful colors, just like flying around. And then he would fly into one of the bouquets and would sleep inside of the flower for the rest of the celebration. <laughs> it was just the cutest piece. And... 
I just love that story so much because we can see how, yeah, spirit can choose which signs they send us and it will be different from spirit to spirit and not everyone is coming as a pretty butterfly. <laughs> and that makes sense because it's different characters. So this is another piece, like being open to the different signs that spirit can come through. There is no right or wrong. There is no guidebook that can show you exactly what something means because ultimately it is such a personal communication that we have with our spirit team that it really is very individualized. We can look at it from like a symbolism in general, but then there's also this really really individual piece that is different from soul to soul, spirit to spirit. So coming back to the life between lives, then we can go into just like a nice rejuvenation and rest. Some souls do not decide to reincarnate anytime soon. I know from my astral travels when I went into other dimensions and I would meet other beings and I would ask them, have you incarnated to earth? And they're like, oh my gosh, nope, I'm not doing earth. <laughs> earth is too hard at this point. It's too wild. And um, earth is considered one of the hardest schools. So I just want to applaud you right here, right now. Like tap yourself on the shoulder and be like, damn, we did, we're doing this. We're living on this planet right now, in this world, in this 3D realm and it's not easy because we're living with a lot of pain here on earth. There's a lot of physical pain, a lot of emotional pain, mental, spiritual pain. It's not easy to live with so much pain. My daughter just asked me, why is there so much pain here? I'm like, yeah, that's part of this game of life on earth. Because on other planets, it's not like that. You know, it's not, not every planet has pain. Some planets literally have much more pleasurable experiences and you can't die that easily as you can here you know it all depends on what body you're incarnated into anyway that's that piece <laughs> uh, another piece is that you don't necessarily have to reincarnate back to earth if you don't want to there is a potential depending on the uh, age of your consciousness depending on how how much you've grown, that you can incarnate into other civilizations, into other beings, into other planets. That's another fun piece that I guide my clients on. And we've discovered and explored so many other extraterrestrial civilizations and planets that we had no idea of, like half underwater and mermaid-like worlds and a world with dragons and one that is just literally just sacred geometry beings there's so much fun games out there it's literally it's just like different games that you can play and then the other option is to reincarnate back to earth and then you can choose your lifetime and usually choose your parents and you're very much aware of why you choose these souls as your parents because they will activate certain parts within your own source code that will guide you on that lifetime 
and help you learn the lessons and experience what you want to experience to help you grow more. Usually you have your spirit team with you and you go back into your lifetime and then you wake up in the womb. And here we go again. <laughs> and then usually we are born and we forget everything that happened before. One of those pieces. And we think that this is our only lifetime. <laughs> and we'll forget who we truly are until we can slowly remember. And usually, actually, um, kids like under four years old, they can really remember a lot still. There's one book that's called Memories from Heaven that has a lot of stories of parents quoting their children who talked about their experiences beyond the veil and who they were before like one i remember one was saying that i was in your belly before mama but you weren't ready yet and now i'm just coming back and basically the mom had a um an abortion because she had to um she was going for a really hard time and She had to do a surgery and it was just like a lot of stuff that was going on in her life and she chose to do an abortion and she felt really sad about it. And then afterwards she got pregnant with her baby and then when the baby grew older, she started telling her that she was in her womb before, but her mama was not ready yet and she came back. So it's really sweet stories like that. I highly recommend that book and... Yeah, to just help us remember, help us remember who we truly are and that this is one out of many lifetimes. And at the same time, I want to say that it's not like knowing that makes this lifetime any less precious and special. I feel like knowing that this is one of many lifetimes that my soul is experiencing just makes this even more special because I know that I am a multidimensional being and I know that everything I'm experiencing from this lifetime will be serving me in my next one. And so it's not like I'm just doing these things for this lifetime and then it's over and then that's it. But rather, I am continuously learning and growing and evolving and every single experience, no matter if I judge them as good or bad in this lifetime, will serve me in the end. If I choose to. <laughs> so. This is it. This is it. This is what happens after we die. And. There's a lot more to it. I'm not saying that I know everything. Those are just the pieces that I have researched and discovered. And that also others have. You know. It, it, it makes sense. And it's similar to other people's experiences as well. But I'm also sure that there are more, there are more possibilities. You know, there always are more ways of experiencing this life between life because it is such an individual experience as well. And in general, I can say the best thing is to practice dying before you die. Like practicing being in your subconscious honing into your psychic powers, really awakening your multidimensional self. Because the more you do that, the more fun it's going to be after you cross over. Because you're more conscious of where you're going, where you're heading. And it's not just like 
something that you just wake up from and you're in another lifetime not realizing what just happened in between but rather you can make this a very conscious and very beautiful and magical experience death is is a portal into a realm that takes us back home and also i want to say for anyone that's listening to this and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, if there is anyone that's listening to this and has suicidal thoughts. I hope not. But if you do, because I found myself in that space in my atheist year, I also want to add to the suicidal peace when we do just end our life. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to go home and all is well. Um we will be going through an integration phase. And a lot of times when people do commit suicide, they are regretting it afterwards. And they can feel like very stuck in that energy because they haven't moved through that challenge. They kind of just ran away from it. And then they have to still face that challenge. So they're just going to have to face it either in the life between lives or in the next lifetime so no matter what challenge you find yourself in we cannot run away from it the challenge is there because you're ready for it you're ready to face it and if there is at any moment you feel like you can't do it then own that and let that be okay and reach out for help ask for support and ask people that understand you for support and if the people that are around that are around you don't get you find people that do because i can guarantee you even if you think that there's nobody else out there who thinks like you there are people out there who exactly think like you and who exactly feel like you this is the beauty of this game of life that we're in here because i was the same way i was thinking oh my gosh there's nobody else that has any of these experiences or nobody else that thinks the way that i do and now that i'm sharing more about it i find more and more people having these quote unquote paranormal experiences and and feeling that spiritual connection on such a deeper level and it's uh it's so beautiful to know that so share yourself share your story ask for support um because only if you ask you can receive and that's another piece you don't just have to ask like you're human people your incarnated souls around you but also the discarnated souls around you your loved ones your spirit team they're all here they all want to support you in this you're not alone you're never alone and use that time wherever you're at to really sharpen your psychic sense so that you can start feeling them and sensing them and communicating with them ideally because it helps a lot to have players on the other side beyond veil that can help you figure out some stuff and help help you behind the scenes make some stuff happen for you and that's how miracles are happening things that you can't even grasp with your mind because our mind is attached to this 3d realm we cannot grasp anything really beyond that in most cases and so allow yourself to be supported beyond the veil 
Allow yourself to ask because they're watching you and they're like, oh yeah, she's good. He's good. They got this. They don't ask for us. They want to be in the state of suffering for a little bit. Cool. <laughs> But if you actually do want to get out of it and you do want to experience a different way of living, then ask for support. Ask for, for divine intervention in your life right now. They're just waiting to be invited into your life. So let them in. Only beings from a place of love, unconditional love, those are the ones that are really here to help you and support you. I just realized another episode I want to talk about is about the other beings that are out there that are self-serving beings that are not coming from a place of unconditional love and how to be aware of those, which I also found in my experience that there are way more beautiful, loving beings than there are harmful, self-serving beings. However, there are. And I think it's important to talk about it and to talk about spiritual attachment and um, possession. It might be something that you're like, oh, that's not real. Oh, it's actually way, <laughs> way more real than we think it is. And I mean, I've even had my daughter was telling me that she hears voices that tell her to run away from home. We did some clearing on her. Um, those voices were really mean and said some really bad stuff so it does happen and i was actually googling it and it says that that is quite common in little children to hear voices and you know matrix style was talking about auditory hallucinations and it will go away as they grow older um you can give them pills <laughs> pharmaceutical drugs to numb it down or get, get them to therapy um, but actually it's like very psychic and sensitive children that are hearing other spirits and we as parents as conscious parents we are able to to protect them and clear them from those spirits as well and um, I am lucky to have other conscious parents that I can talk about that like some other supernatural mamas in my life. That's another piece that I'm actually looking to uh, create a course for supernatural mamas to help in, in help raise, you know, psychic and sensitive children. Because it's a different level to raise a child that has a high consciousness level. And that is an old soul, basically, because it takes a little bit more parenting skills in the realm of spirit as well. So that's just one of the pieces that are coming in the future. But for now, this is it from this episode. Oh, yeah, I want to also share for you if you are listening to this and you're like, ah, I feel so cold to connect with my loved one who has crossed over. Maybe there is someone specific that comes up in your mind right now. Maybe you feel them. Maybe you have been feeling them for a while now. And you really want to commune deeper with them. I so happily invite you to my live event on zoom called 
contact Beyond the Veil, and we will be diving into different tools on how to deepen your communication to your loved ones beyond the veil. I will talk about the four pillars of contact beyond the veil that are important. And then I will guide you all on a astral travel to actually meet and experience your loved one beyond the veil. I'm so excited for it. It's one of my Oh, such deep, deep, deep pleasures of mine to reunite souls from this physical realm and beyond the veil, incarnated and disconnected souls re reuniting. <laughs> I love it so much. So yeah, I, I'd be so happy to see you there. You can go onto the link that's in the episode description, contact beyond the veil and reserve your spot there. I will keep it below 10 so that we can really dive deep and I can be really of service for you individually as well. So yeah, that's it for me. I hope that this episode may bring you such deep peace and love and sweetness into your day. And we will talk next week. Namaste. Mm, thank you so much for listening to this episode today, beloved. If it resonated with you, we ask you to please share it with your sacred sisters, brothers, and beings alike. You have no idea the impact a simple share can make in someone's day, life, and growth. And another way to show your love and support is by leaving us a rating or review on the app you're tuning into this from. And if you hang out on Instagram and your feed is in need of more uplifting and conscious spiritual content, follow us at Sacred Sister Podcast. So with that being said, we hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you in the next episode. Namaste, beloved. Bye.